You are Locked On Steelers, your daily Pittsburgh Steelers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, bringing you your daily dose of all things on the Pittsburgh Steelers. It's Wednesday, March 24th, and a happy birthday to Cedric Perry, the man who is the artist, Seti P, behind this very song you listen to right now. Go check out his music on Renaissance Music. Now, we're talking Steelers, of course, in the show. It's D9 Pietro, Josh Axelrod, and of course, Steven Nelson's been cut. What's happening with the Steelers and free agency? Are they mismanaging the situation? We're going to talk about that pretty much the entire show. Buckle in. It's going to be a good one. Don't forget, you can subscribe to the Locked On Steelers podcast anywhere podcasts are hosted. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or even Radio.com. Rate us a five-star review with a positive comment, and you will get a shout-out at the end of the show, including your comment. Let's get into it. Also, an editing note here, we did have some technical difficulties with this first segment, so if you hear a scratching noise, that's a mistake, but it will get cleared up by the second segment. Thank you, and enjoy. So yesterday... We know it was wild. It was crazy. Things happened. And we got to break stuff down because there are layers to how Steven Nelson's exit from the Steelers happened. And they, when they say, when, when, you know, there's the saying, you know, that escalated quickly. This escalated very quickly. Now, I, I got Josh Axelrod and Dean and Pietro with me. And, fellas, the timeline of events went something to the tune of last week. Steven Nelson tweeted, moment of truth. Then at the end of the week, Steelers said, we grant him permission to seek a trade. Monday, he said, he's, he comes out and he's like, he's like saying yee just to, <laughs> just to see in Dory Jackson's contract numbers. And then Tuesday, he says, I don't, you know, don't hold me hostage. I want, you know, I want to get out of, you know, like, let me, let me go. And then within a half hour later, he is released from the Steelers. And now everyone's like, well, uh, we didn't even really get a chance to settle in on this situation, but here we are. That escalated as quick as the beginning of Falcon and Winter Soldier. I mean, <laughs> it was boom, boom. <laughs> Inside jokes here because there we have we're, we're having debates about Disney Plus materials, but keep it the football, Dean. Uh, what did you think I, about just how this I'll, I'll explain why Dean's take makes no sense in a minute. Go uh, ahead, Dean. <laughs> Well, it doesn't matter what I think, but <laughs> I want to know what happened. What happened? Right. What went south so fast between Steven Nelson and the Pittsburgh Steelers? There's, I, I am perplexed by this, and this is one piece of the puzzle that nobody saw coming in what was going to be reconstructing their roster in the off season and it throws a lot of things into disarray and leaves them with, you know, where they had four cornerbacks. Now they got two that are, you know, is it going to be what, you know, Sutton now? Um, it's what happened. I, I, I am baffled by this. Is it money? Is it, and then no trade partner could be found. You couldn't get anything for him. He's one of the best cornerbacks that we've had for a while, and I'm I'm stunned. I'm stunned by this. 
I mean, by all accounts, and again, I'm no insider, but Steven Nelson seemed to be a pretty good guy who was good in the locker room, doing everything that was asked of him, producing on the field. It was mostly quiet, honestly. Like, he'd tweet on occasion. He could, you could tell he had some fire in him, but I never saw anything that I would have described as uh, troublemaking in any way, shape, or form up until the last week. I mean, the only explanation in my mind that would make any sense is that he just really believed he was worth more than the Steelers were offering or could afford him. And he started lashing out. And I, I mean, the, the take I saw today was that, that I hope is true is that the hostage tweet was more referring to that he just wanted to be let go, let go of his contract so he could seek free agency more quickly rather than the Steelers were holding him hostage in any more like uh, problematic ways. But like, I don't understand where this came from either. I, I would, I, I, I don't even know if the insiders particularly know this seems like it just sprung up over the last week. And I mean, I wish the guy well, I don't think this is like a James Harrison burning all bridges with the franchise situation, but I, I guess it could be depending on where he goes. And I mean, I certainly I could see a world where like the Ravens sign him and he just becomes persona non grata among I think, the I think fandom. The girders are melting. I mean, as the bridges have burned, it's the girders charred. are melting. I mean it, it's I I think we'll hear something from him soon. Um, because I mean um, he should get signed up pretty quickly, I'd imagine. He's good. Teams can use yeah, him. Right? Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what the market is because there's still really good cornerbacks out there. There's still A.J. Bouye. There's still K- Casey Hayward. There's still Richard Sherman. So, like, there's guys who – and those are all, like, what, pro bowl, all pro type of cornerbacks in their careers. Now, granted, they're in the age range of Joe Hayden and, and, and Stephen Nelson's probably – is a little bit younger than I believe. Like he's, I think Stephen Nelson's 28. So – and, like, the youngest of those is A.J. Bouye at 29. So, like, all of them – uh, would be in that range and honestly if the Steelers signed any of those guys I think it'd be a comparable situation to having Steven Nelson on the roster but the question is can you get that get, get that person with the 8.25 million dollars you're freeing up with Nelson now there are two I have two theories on how this played out and I talked a little bit about this yesterday with Tony Serino on the Tony Tuesday podcast but when I when I looked at this situation I, my first my first response was okay Steven Nelson was going in to negotiate his extension. The Steelers came at him with less money than he wanted in the extension. Now he doesn't have the extension. And now he says, you know what? Get me to someone who will give me an extension next year. Um, and that's like cool and all like that's, that's nice. But uh, I think that, you know, it's still, if you're Steven Nelson, it would, wouldn't it have made more sense to just play this contract out and then hit the market next year when the money's supposed to explode in free agency in the salary cap. But there's a, another theory that came up that Bob Labriola did in his Q and a article on Tuesday morning. And his idea was that it was the Steelers who just said, listen, we're only going to pay either you or Joe and we're choosing Joe over you. And because they, they wanted to use one of their contracts to free up contract space or salary cap space. And, um, I think that's what, and maybe that's what they're, I, I don't, I'm, I'm not as aligned with that. Now, Bob, he's, he's been an insider for a long time. Uh, you know, he's been, he's been in the thick of it. So Bob knows what he's uh, 
um, you know, Bob knows what he's talking about with a lot of things, and maybe he, that's coming from a point of insight. Maybe he's just as out on the outs as we are. But it, and we got to remember also because of COVID, things are a lot more isolated here. It's a lot harder to get inside information, I believe, right now because you know nobody's hanging out in the cafeteria. There's no gossip time where people get to just sit around each other and share and swap stories and stuff. So that's a lot harder to do these days. But I do. Th- I, I think this is this is more so Nelson when he left the Chiefs. He, I mean, he gave similar messages to them. Like, hey, I des- I'm a number one. I deserve to be paid like a number one. The Chiefs didn't believe that, so they let him go. He comes to the Steelers. He gets paid as a number two. His contract is, is backloaded to say, hey, like, if you if you earn this, you'll stay here and earn this. But the Steelers are, were like, you're really a CB2, not a CB1. And now he wants to get paid like he's a CB1. Guys, I feel like that's we're going. We're not done with this. We're going we're, we're gonna to come right back to this topic because there's a lot more to say on this. But first, we're going to talk to our sponsors. You need a snack that's going to both help you get through the rest of your day, but also be good for you. That's where Built Bar comes in. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. They have 18 amazing flavors, including six of their newest ones, being caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisps. There's so much to enjoy. And also, don't forget, they help you lose and maintain weight. They're low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, and great for anyone that's currently on a keto diet. Right now, Built Bar has a special promo code for you to get a great deal on their website. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON15 to get 15% off your next order. Again, that's LOCKEDON15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, and you'll get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. Here on the Locked On Steelers podcast, I'm your host Chris Carter. Here with Dean Iampietro from Channel 11 and Josh Axelrod from the Pittsburgh Post Gazette. We're talking about the Steelers and kind of post capping what happened with Stephen Nelson. Uh, again, you know, we were talking about you know what he wants and money wise and all these other things here. But I, I think at the end of the day, the Steelers, the reason they signed Cam Sutton was because they knew that they needed him to fill either the slot or the outside position even if Steven Nelson agreed to this contract and now that he didn't, now they know they got to go get a guy that's either going to, that's going to move him to the slot or the, or, or, or keep him out, outside. We'll see how that plays out. I look at this. Um, uh, I, I, I look at, I look at this and I say, man, there's opportunities out there in free agency. That's going to be interesting, but the Steelers still got to make moves to make that happen. But the other option here, guys, is that the Steelers instead go and get another position, like address the center position, or you know, or get another, or maybe another a linebacker of some sort, and that bumps down the need of somewhere else on the roster to say, hey, okay, now because we don't have to draft a center in the first three rounds, maybe we can get a corner in the first three rounds, and that's how we operate. Yeah, they've done so well at that before. Um, well, Cameron Sutton just got a contract. <sighs> Yeah, that, that was like the outlier for them with corners. You know, they've gone from a position of strength where pretty much what they needed to fill was running back and center. Now it's running back, center, linebacker, inside linebacker, cornerback. All of a sudden, there's all these glaring holes. And let's not forget, 
when they're clearing cap space, they need to do something else pretty significant in this offseason, and that is the extension of TJ Watt. They got to find that money too. So well, in, in the they, they, they are all of a sudden will, in trouble. Will, will, will impact next year's cap. If they extend TJ, if there's any money that goes to TJ Watt, it will not increase his salary cap hit this year. It will, it will, it'll do 2022 and beyond. But he doesn't get the signing bonus now. It wouldn't count count against their cap right now. Like his salary cap hit, I think it's like 10 million right now. So if they signed a deal, it wouldn't be to increase that hit. It would be to, it would be to somehow manage that hit a little bit better and, and move it okay. forward. But I don't think that they would right. be adding any money there. Okay, that, that's fine. And nevertheless, all of a sudden, you, you're not going to draft impactful running back, center, cornerback, and inside linebacker. You're not going to get those four guys in the draft and hit home runs on all four. You're not. You're just not. So now you have to become a player in free agency. Okay, and to, to fill, I think, at least two of those positions. I don't think you count on anyone past the second round to be an immediate impact player. You hope, you hope they can develop into it. You hope you find that diamond in the rough, but you can't count on that. Now they've got to find a way to be a player and they've kind of set themselves up for a, a bad position here. And I don't think they saw the Steven Nelson thing coming. I thought they'd think they'd be okay. And they'd still be all right there. Now they're not. And I think this is something that they're not managing well. I'm going to try to look at this as optimistically as I can in the sense that I think what this, what's really happened is that the Steelers' depth has just been decimated more than their frontline talent. Because, I mean, if I look at inside linebacker, I think Robert Spillane is fine. He and Devin Bush can function next to each other. But there's absolutely... Williams? That's... Well, all I'm saying is there's absolutely no depth behind behind them now. I'm more worried about that than than the two of them being able to, to be good as starters. And then... Obviously, the center and the running back positions are in shambles. I'm not disagreeing with that. And a cornerback, at least we know we have Cam Sutton and Justin Lane. We have bodies to throw there. And I'm not saying they're Lame. I'm not saying they're great bodies. <laughs> I'm just saying we have bodies to throw at the position. Well, wait a second. Our man Tony Serino said you got to get on the James Pierre hype train now before it's oh, too oh. late. Okay. What round is he going to be drafted in? No, 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 no. James Pierre is already oh, on the he's roster. A, he's- He's a roster. Oh, okay, I'm See, sorry. I, sorry. I never heard he that had, name before. This I've never week. heard Dean, of him, so I don't Dean, know who he is. <laughs> Dean, he, there were, he, uh, he only allowed one reception last year for negative two yards and had a pass breakup. He was only targeted twice, though, because he Great, played 11 snaps. Greatest quarterback in NFL history. <laughs> See, that's just it. I never heard of him. See? <laughs> but um, the, the, that's, a, that's just a joke we played on the other. But, okay, uh, Dean, to your, your point here, are they mismanaging the situation? I think the biggest mismanaged argument that I say I see uh, you know about the Steelers is they they could have figured out this Steven Nelson situation earlier and had they done that maybe they use that and they say okay now we use part of this 8 8.25 million dollars is freed up now we use part of that to sign Mike Hilton and then at least you can say all right we got Sutton, Hilton, Hayden and then we're working with other something else. I think that's the biggest thing. But we got to remember, this team wasn't going to budge or reveal their cards 
to, you know, to, to people in the, in the negotiation process until A, we knew what the salary cap would be. B, we knew what we could do with Ben Roethlisberger. And, and, and C, they had, they had a feel for, okay, this is the money that we can offer to people out there. Like, and like we said, the, this, the Nelson deal ain't about Juju. Juju's a whole separate situation that didn't hurt their cap at all. It was, it was actually a very good signing for what, mm-hmm. what they did there. But the, I think the biggest thing here is I think they just – they underestimated what Steven Nelson would be coming and asking for, but it's still, there's still lots of players on free agency teams are still signing players. Teams are still cutting players. And, and, and that's, I think that's, what's going to set this team up for an opportunity to say, Hey, we are, this is our position headed into the draft and these will be our targets. I think there's still plenty of time. I mean, heck we're recording this like 7 PM Eastern on, on, on Tuesday night. There might be a signing later after this show that leads to that result. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I no, mean, Josh. I'm just I'm just kind of glad at this point that we can finally stop talking about Steven Nelson in terms of binaries, because at first the binary seemed to be they choose Juju over him. And now it's yeah. people are talking about potentially they chose Joe Hayden over him. And Steven Nelson just seems to be a casualty of a he's either overvaluing himself or the Steelers are undervaluing him and we'll find out. And of course he's also a casualty of, of, of a pandemic that, that destroyed the NFL salary cap and the Steelers just kind of had to do what they had to do. But I'm just sick of Steelers fans talking about, about the, his situation basically as blank player was chosen over him, which I think, especially based on his tweets over the last few days, I think it's pretty clear there was a lot more going on there than just, oh, we're going to keep Juju and or Hayden over you. It's more, right. we would have loved to kept you. We just had to keep you at a certain number. And if you didn't want to do that, sorry, good luck. I have a feeling his number, his, uh, he's overinflating himself a little bit. Um, and I would just point to the Buffalo game as an example when Hayden was out. Very and point. Nelson looked horrible in that game. He was getting chewed up. Um, <laughs> he's a good- he, was, he was destroyed in that game. And because that, that caught my attention, I was like, well, Hayden's out and Nelson can't do nothing. What's going on? <laughs> he's a very good sec- um, second cornerback. I just exactly he should not be paid. He should not be paid number one cornerback money. Just like Juju shouldn't be paid number one receiver dollars. He's not a number one. Hayden, Nelson's not a number one corner. He's a number two. You can get good dollars at number two, my man. I mean, we, <laughs> we haven't we haven't talked about this on the pod, but I mean, I we agree that Juju's the money Juju paid in a vacuum, at least, yeah. not not number one receiver money, right. like probably exactly what he's worth. Good contract, one year, eight million. Yep. Thank you. I just wanted you all to say that on on, on the pod. You wanted to hear me say that? I wanted to hear you say it on the record. I do have more to say about him, but yeah, okay. I'm sure. You <laughs> oh, I'm sure stop, you stop do. getting weird, Dean. Jeez. <laughs> But I mean, my, I guess, yeah, I, I hear, I hear you guys, I hear you out, Dean, what you're saying here. Uh, but Josh's point is right. This, I don't think this is an either or situation. I think it was a, Hey, Steven Nelson, we always had a plan to pay you this after we evaluated how you played this season. Cause let's face it in 2020, he did drop off from his 2019 performance. And so they're saying, Hey, we can't, we're not going to break the bank for you over the next three years. Cause now, now here's the, here's where I think it comes back to something that you said, Dean, you brought up how the Steelers are, are concerned with how they're going to be paying TJ Watt. Cause they also got to be concerned how they're going to pay Minka Fitzpatrick very, very soon. If you're paying those two guys and then you're paying, uh, you know, Steven Nelson, like Patrick Peterson money, 
well, then now you're really cutting yourself short because then you're going to be like, okay, now we, we might not be able to keep some of these young dudes. Like, would you, like, if, when Chase or with Devin Bush's contract comes around, do you want to miss out on paying for him because you're paying for an older version of Steven Nelson? I, I think that's part of what they're considering here because one, they still don't know what the salary cap will be in 2022 and beyond. But that's, I think, absolutely in the Steelers' crosshairs right now. We're not done talking about this, but we got one more break to do. We'll come back. We're still evaluating. Are the Steelers managing well or mismanaging the situation? Or are they not even done? More on that right after this. BetOnline.ag, the only place that we trust here in the Lockdown Podcast Network to place bets on. Even though football season's over, there's a ton of different ways to make money by gambling on sports right now. If you go to betonline.ag today and sign up for your free account, you'll get a 50% bonus to your first deposit simply by entering the promo code LOCKEDON. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, LOCKEDON, all capital letters and all one word, and that will get you your 50% bonus on your first deposit. Right now, sure, the NFL is done, but you can put money down on where certain free agents might be going in the NFL. You can also bet on college basketball, the NBA, and the NHL. All different ways to get off the sidelines and get in on the action. BetOnline.ag. Remember, use that promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, LOCKEDON, all capital letters, all one words, to get a 50% bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast, I'm your host, Chris Carter, here with D9 Pietro and Josh Axelrod. Now, fellas, we, you know, we keep, we're going to keep bouncing around on this, but ultimately, I, I still think it's important to point out that, and, and I, I told Tony this, and I, I've brought this up before, I brought this up to Wes Euler on his show on Monday, um, I, you know, but one thing people got to remember is Kevin Colbert often does wait around to sign the guys. That's how we got Tyson Alulu in the first place. Tyson Alulu wasn't a, wasn't an immediate signing. It was a, okay, who's the big name guys. Okay. You're getting this guy. You're getting that guy. Okay. We're gonna get this guy a bargain deal. Uh, you, that's how they fell into Joe Hayden. Joe Hayden got released in the summer. And, and then they were like, Hey, uh, we got the money. Let's make this happen. Boom, boom. And now they, they have Joe Hayden. Who's the, been the best cornerback they've had on the team since, you know, I'd say he's even better than Ike Taylor in his prime. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, uh, so, so, but with, with that, that's why I keep telling people like the people who want to say, oh, it's done. It's over. You know, they're, they're having the worst off season of all time. I don't think so. So they're managing a crazy cap situation that the entire league is going through and they're not even close to done. I don't think. It's just a little more perplexing how we're getting there than I thought it was going to be, mm. <laughs> you know, Fair. um, I, I did not see a scenario where Juju came back. I certainly never even had Nelson on the radar. Um, I was hopeful to get both Hilton and Sutton, um, that that was doable. And they didn't even seem to try with Hilton. It didn't, doesn't look like. Um, it's just, you know, the holes are big. Center, running back, inside linebacker after cutting Vince Williams, and now corner. And that's too many holes to have. I feel like right now it, it, it makes you antsy looking at it now. Yeah, you're right. Kevin Colbert does make those moves and hopefully will. Cause I, I maintain you cannot rely on the draft for all of that. Right. 
but that, but that that's my point. Sorry, I'll let you get to seconds. But that's my point is that with eight point two five million dollars freed up, they're ten million dollars under the cap. I don't think the Steelers are just going to sit on that money and say, all right, we can't do anything. I think they're going to use that money to say, hey, let's go get one of these centers that's on the market right now. And then you don't have to draft a center. And then you're moving up your other needs. And maybe they also get a backup interior defensive lineman. And that comes off the board as well. So, so I definitely agree with you in that of all the positions of need, I would say the best the best free agent to go out and get would definitely be a center. Just because I feel like it would take a lot more time to develop a center in the draft and you could probably get a running back, a cornerback, and maybe even an inside linebacker who would be at least decent right away. Um, I don't know. In Colbert, we trust. No question about that. I, again, and this is a point I made last week. I think it's, uh, I think it's unfortunate that this is all coming up during what could be Ben's last season because, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not blaming the Steelers for this in the slightest. This is, this is clearly a, a, a pandemic and cap situation that they didn't see coming and no reason, reasonable person could blame them for that. It's just unfortunate that this is happening during what could be Ben's last ride, where as during a season where I would want the Steelers to go all in in whatever form that takes. We would, all in to me is you know it when you see it. And this clearly isn't it only because they don't seem to have the fiscal ability to do so. And it's just, I mean, it's great that the te- when the TV money comes in, there will be a lot more cap to play with. And we'll probably be, be able to sign TJ and get the make a deals done. And we'll probably be able to do it with money to spare. But it's going to need a, a quarterback shame. by then. <laughs> True. You'll, you'll that's need- what I'm saying. It's just a shame that it's happening this of all seasons where we can't really surround Ben with the tools that he probably needs to make one last Super Bowl run. To, to that point, I'll go as far as to say it's not a Super Bowl team. Right now I'm looking at it, and now I know it's not complete, and we have to wait till the rest of free agency and the draft. But I'm having a hard time seeing it as a Super Bowl contender. You, you've, you, the defense is not as good. It's not. Vince Williams gone. Steven Nelson gone. Lulu gone. Not as good. They're not as good. Um, Hilton gone. <laughs> um, and the offense, you know, as much as criticism as I've maybe heaped upon Pouncey and Connor right now, uh, we don't have the better version uh, yet. Is there a world where they still re-sign James Connor? I feel there like, is. That, I feel like sure that world is. is looking more and more realistic by the day. Actually, I'm sure there is because I mean, every day that passes where he doesn't have a new contract. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's possible. Um, and that's, I, and I, I don't I, think that's a good move. I don't think it's a good move. I think Ben's going to throw 50 passes a game if he comes back. They 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 need to draft a top running back. If because if they do not, it will be pass 50 times a game. There'll be a few games where they start hot and then eventually Ben's brain will, will meld the way it did last year and he'll throw four interceptions at the end of the season. Then we'll blame Juju TikToking for Ben Roethlisberger blowing the game <laughs> in the playoff again. And we're just going to keep playing that game over and over. They absolutely need to get a running back. I don't care what anyone says, the running backs don't matter anymore. Guess what? The last team this time this team won playoff games, they had a running back. And I'm tired, I'm tired of that narrative. It's getting on my last nerve. But what I am going to say is that with the with the defense, yes, there's holes on it. But you know, when people talk about the holes, people forget 
they played most of last season without Devin Bush. And truly, I know people are going to say, well, what about Vince Williams? Vince Williams was a sub-package linebacker. He was aggressive against the run, but not good against the pass. And and I broke this down on a, on on, a, on my, my latest Carter's Classroom that was up in DK Pittsburgh Sports. But oftentimes, he was getting beat over the middle, as was Robert Spillane, as was Avery Williamson. Spillane, to me, is a number three linebacker. He's the guy you want coming off the bench to help. They should draft a linebacker in the early in the early rounds or if they can sign you know a KJ Ryder whoever else is out there in free agency and they think he can help in both stopping the run and covering the pass fine do that but I, I, again we're talking about a team that if they feel to this team right now going into next year yeah this wouldn't be a team that I would pick to go far in the playoffs I still think they'd make the playoffs because there's seven teams there there's seven teams that make the playoffs and I think that's pr- a, a pretty low bar to set and I think they could they could still do that with the talent that they have mm-hmm. um but I mean, they were 12 and four last year and that was without Devin Bush and they, they lost Bud Dupree in the last quarter of it. I mean, there's, there's, a, there's a lot of things there. But on top of that, we know this isn't going to be this. I mean, look at the Buccaneers. This time last year, people weren't saying that they were Super Bowl champions. I mean, they, they, when they signed Tom Brady, they were like, maybe, but I don't know. They still got a lot of work to do. And then they signed some more guys and they were like, okay, now they got it together. And even middle of the season last year, you're like, this team's a joke. They might not make the playoffs. Every team has lack of depth somewhere. Like, for example, if Devin White or Levante David go down, Buccaneers don't win the Super Bowl. They might not make it to the Super Bowl. You know, it's there's there's key points where every team is going to have those soft spots. And, and, and that's where, where I continue to look and I say, yeah, the Steelers have these needs, but they're still addressing them. Are they taking longer to address them? Yes, but this was this is part of Kevin Colbert's game. He waits around. He sees what, who's available. He doesn't go out and get the first guy available in, in free agency. He takes his time. He figures it out. And then, and, and like, you know, w- w- again, when Tyson Lulu was signed, everyone was like, who's this guy? Why'd they get him? Da, 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 da. And now two years later, we're like, oh, man, we let Tyson Lulu go? It, it, it's it's the circle of life. It's just like, it's like how, how many times do I have to teach you this lesson, old man? I've been through this before <laughs> with you guys where you, you say, you, you say, you say, oh, man, the Steelers, I can't believe they're not, they're not this good team. Mike Hilton doesn't make them good. You know, but he's a bum. And, and Tyson Lulu, he's a, he's a backup. And now they lose those guys. Oh, now they, they can't win without those guys. Which way is it? Because I keep hearing one thing and then another to just say in either way, the Steelers aren't a good team. I don't, I don't see that. I don't, I don't, I don't see that nowhere. Now, again, this team's strengths are it's pass rushing. They need Devin Bush to be healthy. And, and we saw they even managed Devin Bush not being healthy or, you know, being out of the season for, for five or six games until Bud Dupree went down. And then eventually, yeah, when you lose two key playmakers in the heart of what makes your team very good, you're not going to be as good. And that's going to happen. And I, I think that happens to any team. And, and you know, I, I talk about this with some, with some people before. The NFL is, especially the NFL playoffs, it's a story of attrition. Who's healthy at the end of the year? Because it's very rarely that we do that we see a team that has several backups in their lineup where they are fielding warm bodies. Um, and as much as we want to we want to say, oh, you're going to get warm bodies. You're you're not, uh, you know, you, you know, you're, how can you win with warm? But a lot of teams, you have to eventually get those because you can't pay everybody. There's no chance to, to, you know, not everyone on your team can be a pro bowler. So, I, again, I just I think that there's a lot of panic right now when there should be more patience. That's where. That, that's where I'm at because, again, I've, I've seen this for past, 
however long I've been watching the Steelers, uh, you know, do sting, do things in free agency. Kevin Colbert waits around, makes the calculated move, and more often than not, Steeler fans are happy. There's sometimes they're not. Mike Mitchell, you know, you know, Ladarius Green. There's been some not good ones, but there's plenty of times where you're more than satisfied with the bargain deal that you got for a guy. All right, well, chop, chop, Kevin. Let's go. Make the deals. Chop, chop. You don't tell Kevin Colbert to chop, chop. First of all, I'm the Kevin Colbert of podcasting, according to you. So I tell you when to chop, chop, Dean. Get the hell out of here with that. Anyways. Chop, chop. I, I, again, I just, I just want to have a fun team to root for next year. And yeah, I, want, I, want, I want guys who want to be here, like, for example, Juju Smith-Schuster. And uh, see, Josh. At, at, a certain point, I, at a certain point, that's all I can ask for. Jeez. Uh, don't don't get don't get Dean started. Don't get Dean started. No, no. Listen, and we got to address it. Fine, we're going to address it, right? Real quick. I am not against the signing of Juju Smith Schuster for one year for eight million dollars. It's a good deal for the Steelers. And a it's two point four million dollar cap hit. Right. It's a good deal for Juju. Hell of but a let's not let's not pretend that Juju did this for you, the fans. He did it for Juju, of course. And that's okay. That's, that's not a criticism. This was his best opportunity to set himself up for the big payday when the salary cap jumps. Not learning a new system with a new team. You know, not being lost in the shuffle. He knows the system. He knows the quarterback. He knows where he is. He knows who he is in this offense. It's a smart move for him. But it's not because... Steeler Nation willed it to happen. Oh, I mean, yeah, that's ridiculous. I mean, frankly, I think that Juju ch- choosing to stay here, if he had offers from certain other teams, is just an, a giant indictment on the cities of Kansas City, Baltimore, and Philadelphia, <laughs> just being inferior cities to Pittsburgh. Because clearly, oh, I mean, totally, that, that's exactly that's what true. happened there. That's yeah. 100% Absolutely. what happened, I think, and yeah. I don't see how yeah. we could prove otherwise. Yeah. <laughs> It, it is a fact. Yes. Now, I, I, I do want to say for the people that, because there is the, the, the idea out there that, oh, Juju didn't actually. Have, the Eagles story was was one definitely planted by Juju's agents. That, that's one that we've found out from Adam Schefter. But the Ravens story, we know. I don't know what the Chiefs, we haven't heard anything about it, but the Ravens story was real. Marlon Humphrey, Marlon Humphrey out, was out there being like, why didn't you respond to my DMs? Yeah. <laughs> right. Like the, the Ravens were crying. They're like, yo, why, Juju, why didn't you pick us? We had you. And, and it's just, and he was like, sorry, dude, I'm going back to th- that. And, and, and Dean, I know you're going to say he didn't do it for the fans, but do it for the fans or not. You turned down more money to play with a team who's done better. It has gone farther than the playoffs with an MVP quarterback for three straight years. So you don't have to learn a new system, and it puts you in a better okay, position. But he could have he could have gone there, been the hero in Baltimore, played with a team that's done better. But he he spurned them to come back to Pittsburgh, and and for that, whether or not he did it for the fans, that, I mean that's a that's a that's a that's a middle finger to the Ravens. And, oh, it is. And it, it's 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 a win win. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, forget about that. He could have just been Sammy Watkins in Kansas City if he wanted to be. And he would have been making good money there too. And he still chose to come back here. So again, I like players who clearly want to be in Pittsburgh. And I understand that he he didn't just do it for the fans. He did it for himself as well. <laughs> I bet you this isn't the last time we talk about that topic on this show before the season starts. By gosh. But hey. It's going to be a fun off season. We got a lot more to talk about. That's our show for today. Thanks so much for listening, everyone. 
Um, thanks again to our special guests here, as always, on the Wednesdays, Wednesday editions of the Locked On Steelers podcast. Dean, let people know they can find you, follow you, and get more of your work. Right. That's special guest star, Dean I'm I and Petro. Sorry. I'm sorry. Special guest Thank star. Thank you. Jeez. Get the Chris. marquee. <sighs> I am Dean16 on Twitter. Find me on Facebook in the Locked On group, and you can friend request me there. A bunch of people have, and we talk Steelers off to the side as well, and it's a lot of fun. Josh, same for you. Uh, you can find all of my correct Falcon and the Winter Soldier takes at, oh. at Jaxel222 on Twitter. Um, I And you can catch me <sighs> on postgazette.com. I cover movies and TV, and I also write in the goodness section every Sunday. And again, if you follow me on Twitter, I promise I will make you groan just as much as those guys did. Yeah. 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 He promises us. I, it's, I, that's a threat and a promise. That's a threat and a promise. It's a spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> Again, my name is Chris Carter. Um, uh, you guys can find I'm, I'm the host of this podcast. I write for DKPittsburghSports.com. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Carter Critiques. Um, you can also, if you're enjoying the show, please subscribe to us. We're on Apple, Spotify, Radio.com, Google Podcasts, anywhere podcasts are hosted. Leave us a five-star review with a positive comment to help us out. Be back in the years tomorrow with more Locked On Steelers. Oh, they've made another move.